Welcome to Gadgets for Families, the tech podcast for the people who are okay with the default setting and those who like to change it up a little bit just to see what it does. Spoiler alert, you broke it. Just give it to me and I'll fix it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. And I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. Thanks for joining us for this uh, this, uh, settings follow-up episode, right? Yep, yep. So... Hey, Jason, I forgot, I forgot to delete that part. That's all right. That's all right. I, I got to tell you though, I think I think we we lost an opportunity on the the intro here though. I think we should have said the tech podcast for the people that are okay fiddling with their settings and don't want anybody else they know to do so. Yep, yep, and that's what we usually do. Whenever there's some new features, we like to play around with it and say, you know what? Don't touch this. <laughs> yeah, it's like on uh, Emperor's New Groove. If you ever remember that, that cartoon? Yeah. He's like, no touchy, no touchy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess so, you really could. You could get everything set just the way you want it for your clients and then go in and turn on uh, screen time and put down restrictions that doesn't allow them to change any of the settings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do for the kids. You know, some things I just, you know, don't play around with it. And, and it's better to just set those settings just in case too. They don't do anything by accident. Yeah, agreed. So, so this week we're going to continue with our focus on the uh, on settings, right? Um, we'll be we'll be taking a look at a couple of things that you should be changing, right? So there's some settings that we we believe everyone should play around with. You know, we talked about customization and things like that, and and then there's some settings that you shouldn't touch unless absolutely necessary, right? If you don't feel comfortable or if you don't understand what some of these things mean, um, you, you shouldn't touch them at all. Right. You can really you can really ruin your your user experience by by changing these things. So um, as your as your family's chief technology officer, you know, learning what settings are available and and what things you, you know, you should change and and, and shouldn't change. It's really a big first step when you're, whenever you're troubleshooting a problem, right? Some of these settings, usually uh, you can turn something off to make it function a certain way. You can turn things on to make things improve or something like that. So um, mastering these settings is a, is a huge tool, you know, when supporting your clients. Yeah, I know when I, I told the story, right, I had to fiddle with my uncle's Android phone, that really nice Android phone that he got, right? And not knowing... Yeah what settings were available and where to find them. I mean, what he had done is he had sent certain numbers straight to voicemail and he had sent mm-hmm. other numbers so that they were, uh, you couldn't do phone calls. It was transcribing the phone calls, assuming that somebody was hard of hearing on the other yes. line. Right. And so fishing around and trying to find those settings, if that had been an iOS device, I probably would have found it in, you know, 15 seconds, but it was a 30 minute exercise. Cause I just didn't understand all of the settings in, in Android. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a good point too. You know, we're, we're focused on Apple, you know, that's us. That's our focus. We love iOS and, um, uh, we're, we're just Apple guys like that. But a lot of these settings are the same on multiple platforms, right? They're the same on Android. They're the same on, on, um, you know, any other operating system out there. It's just that it's probably named different. It's probably you know it's probably located in a different section you know because even apple some settings are hidden with other settings and you're like well why didn't they put 
this setting with the other settings, you know, to make it more straightforward. So some things are a little buried, um, um, you know, and some things, other things are pretty straightforward. So, but a lot of these settings that we talk about can be found on these other platforms too. They just, you know, we, we don't know the, the name or the location right off the top of our head. So yeah, so the, the podcast will be a little heavily focused on iPhone, iPads to a lesser extent, but um, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, you know, mastering these settings on, on all devices will, will really help you go a long way. So. Yep. Agreed. So Greg, I got a question for you. So you just got a new phone. You, uh, you're not restoring from iCloud, so you'll be starting from scratch and, and, um, you know, you're basically opening the phone, taking it out of the box and you're going with it. What are some of the first settings that you change that are not the default settings? Well, I think I better be clear. This is a hypothetical. I did not yeah. buy a brand new phone right at the moment because I'm waiting for the new ones. And if you're out there in search of a phone, unless your phone is dead, and I mean dead, 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 uh, you should not be buying a new iPhone right now with yeah. all of the new stuff. Yeah. Even if you don't want the latest and greatest, you just want the 14, for example, wait a month because it's going to drop in price. Right. So it is. It is. Yeah. I did not buy a that's new That's a good tip because around this time of the year too and and greg is right you should absolutely wait and we tell everyone around this time of the year to wait but this is when and the companies know this so this is when you start seeing all of those sales you may even see some sales like join us you know join a plan sign up for a year subscription and get two iphones or get you know another iphone at half price or something like that so they really make buying a new phone around this time extra tempting but uh, unless, yeah, unless your phone is toast and you absolutely need it, just hold out for another month and you'll see, uh, you'll see the current model drop down, uh, you know, 150, 200 bucks sometimes. And, uh, the newer uh, hardware will be, will be announced. So yeah, yeah. Just hold out. No touchy on the buy button. Wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, and it's going to be a challenge for me cause I'll share a little, uh, in our current events thing, I have a thing to share that doesn't make me very happy, but anyway, so, all right. So here's the thing. Apple has done such a good job with their guided setup of a new phone, right? I mean, you remember when we used mm -hmm. to set up phones, there were no instructions that popped up on the screen, right? I mean, it just basically pop opened up. You saw the Apple logo, sign in with your Apple ID, and then it would say activating your line and then you were on your own, but they have done such a good job. And all of the things that I think are the mm -hmm. most important to touch immediately are mostly around security, right? So uh, making sure you've got a passcode on the device, at least four digits, if not bigger. Touch ID, face ID, whatever kind of device you have. And then two-factor mm -hmm. authentication for everything. And basically, they're going to walk you through all of that kind of stuff. So you don't need to go into settings and touch that after the fact. Unless you're really impatient and you just like set up that four digit code, but you know you want to go back and make it a six digit or something like mm -hmm. that. So, you know, most of that's going to happen. Multiple fingerprints or face images, you can do all of those as you go through the setup or you can wait and do it later. So, I think it really, really walks you through those things that are absolutely the most important. So, that's kind of boring. So, but what I would do, a couple of things I would do number one is I would put on my password manager. If you're not keeping yes. everything in, in a keychain, you want to put on your password manager and then whatever app you're using for your two-factor authentication code. So I use Authy, right, which is a Google product. And so you want to get those mm -hmm. on there as you're starting to sign in and 
and set everything else. And by the way, this is making me really think whether I want to start from scratch or not, because that is such a pain. <laughs> so it is, it is. But the other thing don't do is do not wipe your old phone until your new one is set up. And part of that is for some of those security reasons. If you've got two factor turned on, you want to make sure you have at least one other device right there that's going to get the two factor code, right? If you're an mm -hmm. iPhone only, no iPad, no Mac, no nothing else, you want to make sure that that old iPhone still is connected to the Wi-Fi so that you can get all the yes. codes and, and or look up passwords and that kind of stuff. So um, those, aren't, those are kind of settings related. So I don't wipe that new iPhone until I'm pretty confident my other one is good to go. And normally I'm trading in so there's a little bit of a sense of urgency because you only have 10 days after you get the new phone to get the old one back to Apple. So, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'll, I'll pay attention to this and I'll see if there's anything that I go in and do immediately if I set this up from scratch in the fall. I really want to set it up from scratch because I, I don't want to just assume I'm on a three-year-old phone. Right, I don't want yeah. to just assume that that three-year-old phone is set up the way I want the brand new one set up. So I kind of want to be forced to go through and tweak things and only add apps as I need them and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. It's a lot now. We've talked about this last episode, right? They've just these operating systems have gotten so complex that it's a lot. So it's not an easy decision in my book. Yeah, yeah, and like I always say, you know, you, the things that you forgot, you know, that you're so used to. Um, notifications, you know, customizations, ringtones, uh, uh, the way, you know, certain contacts are handled. You forget all of this because you, you've been on the phone for a few years already. And then, yeah, jumping into a new phone and those calls start coming through or those email notifications start coming through and you're like, oh, I forgot to adjust that. So, yeah, it, it, it's not something that you will get set up 100% in the first day or so. No. You know, some of it will take some time to to, to really catch up, but yeah, I'm with you. It really, it really makes you wonder, do you want to start from scratch or do you just want to go ahead and just get going, just do the restore and, and, and hit the ground running. So what I need to do yeah, is yeah, I need to activate it and everything. And then I need to go to a campground that's got good internet service and just sit out yeah. in my hammock for four hours and, you know, tweak yeah. the phone, but I don't know that that's going to happen. So yeah yeah <laughs> so i know for me there's a, a a few things that i have to do first you know especially when it comes to my ipad and it 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 involves like the notifications and stuff like that so i'll, I'll talk about it more here in a second because it goes into the um the the story that i'm going to share but um but uh yeah yeah so we'll, we'll be covering uh settings and and things like that on today's episode so and again it's a continuation of of uh, what we talked about last week and, and, um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, stick around for the post show too. We usually do a deep dive where we talk about, um, you know, uh, the, the topic we'll go into more advanced settings or, or information on a certain topic, but this week we're going to do a little something different. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, where we are with our current tech, some family stuff, uh, where we are with our businesses and things like that. So a little more personal this week instead of a deep dive into uh into settings because we did talk about some more um some more advanced features and stuff last week and um uh, i think this week we'll we'll cover you know a few more things so um yeah yeah stick around for that if you guys are interested so 
Before we jump into the top the topic this week, just a reminder to share the podcast with friends, families, coworkers, neighbors, anyone that hands you their phone and say and says, uh, please help. I, I, I've done something to it. And uh, you know, everyone has has tech that's uh you know, even even your Android friends, but a lot of people have iPhones and things like that. And so I want to be able to find something useful on on any of these episodes. So Definitely share that out. Recommend it to anyone. Uh, subscribe if you hadn't subscribed, if you're listening now. And um, also, we have a YouTube channel. And we'll get back to posting our tips and trick, tricks and, and uh, our shorts and stuff very soon. But uh, we do have the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash uh, forward slash. Uh, is it GG? Is it Gadgets for Family? Yeah, or? GDGTS or <laughs> FMLS. GDGTS. Yep, four, the number four FMLS. So check us out there and, uh, you know, just hit subscribe. Uh, you know, you can do the notification bell and all of the things that the uh, the other YouTubers and the stuff ask for. The fancy YouTubers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the fancy. The ones that do it for a living, you don't have to do all of that. Just subscribing to us will make sure that you get all of those uh, those updated shorts and videos when we release them. They are some uh, some really helpful information. So there's also great links and, and resources in the show notes, uh, depending on the app you're listening to. Um, you can either scroll down and look at the show notes there, or uh, I believe it's Overcast, where you just swipe to the left and you can uh, click on all of the links for the show. If we uh, link to any, um, you know, any, any of the topics that we talk to or any uh, podcast or, or videos that we refer to, they'll be found in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. We also have a Patreon for you guys. We're, we're doing uh, just a soft launch on that. If any of you have Patreon and want to support the show, uh, uh, it, it helps out a lot with, uh, uh, you know, things like if we had to buy any equipment or any apps or whatever you wanted us to test out or, or something like that, you can always just jump on a Patreon and, and help us out there. And uh, you can also find that link in the, uh, in the show notes as well. So, Greg, I mentioned here uh, uh, for the the story time um, because I had this problem too. So, back when we were at Stewart, you know, we got a new boss. Well, actually, uh, the the structure underneath you pretty much stayed the same. So my boss stayed the same, but actually, it was your boss. So uh, it was when uh, we did some restructuring at the job. Um, uh, you did get a new uh, a new a new boss and they all came to Houston from, uh, from Tennessee. And, um, the first task, the first time I met her in, in person, uh, the first task she gave me was she came over to the desk and she says, Hey, I have a problem. And this was early iCloud, right? They started adding in all of these features that everyone's so used to and familiar with then, but back then it was all new to us. And the problem was her and her husband shared an iCloud account. So she says it was driving her crazy because, her, uh, you know, in her position, her phone never stopped ringing. It was it was always someone calling her to ask her a question or to get approval on something. And she says when they're home in the evenings, her phone would ring, then her iPad would ring, then her husband's iPad would yep. ring, then his I phone would this. ring, and then the MacBook would ring, and and it was driving her crazy. And and I don't think she had a problem with it as much as her husband did. Her husband was going crazy about it. So. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those features that we were waiting for. We were all excited for. So I knew exactly what the problem was and how to take care of it. But, um, uh, 
I, I took care of the devices that she brought with her, which was, I believe, her iPad mini and um, and her phone at the time. And I walked her through how to correct this same issue on on her husband's device. And, and I believe step one was you guys shouldn't be sharing an iCloud. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. he really First needs of to all. have his own iCloud <laughs> account. Yep. But that, yep. Was, that was early. Step one. That was early. I don't even know if family stuff was available then. Definitely not in the way it's set up today, but back then, no, no, it wasn't. right. I mean, you basically, even if you had separate iCloud accounts, you were still putting the main person in the family's iCloud account on yes. all devices. Otherwise you were buying every app more than yeah, once. There was no, right? there was no app sharing. Yeah. And I believe that was the reason why, because yeah. there, there was no app sharing. There was no subscription sharing. Although I believe the only subscription at the time was, was iCloud was the storage or, or something like that. So, yeah, so they've gotten better. You know, they included families and stuff like that. So where it's 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 kind of mandatory. It's kind of necessary now for everyone to have their own uh, iCloud account. So, but yeah, that wasn't the case then. And um, and and now that I think about it, you know, that's usually the first thing. You know, it drives me crazy when, you know, now we have watches on our wrists. So. You know, the phone will ring and then our wrist would vibrate or ring and then the iPad across the room would ring. And if I'm on my uh, on my old MacBook or something like that, it would ring. So, yeah, I would say for me, even with with the iCloud being being set up, my notifications are the first thing that I tweet. You know, I have to turn those off. I have to turn off notifications for all of those emails because I told you, you know, you and I both we both have five or six email addresses, but there's really just one that uh i allow notifications on and that's the one that my friends and families use so when they send an email i actually get notified for but when all of my fake amazon scammers or my my you know my african princes they contact me trying to get money out of me that all goes to i don't want any notifications for those so and and you know those carry over but yeah you i know with iCloud. i think this story is great because I mean, in your note, I was going to ask you which story this was because I was worried it was going to be me asking you to do something stupid back in the day. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's just the the best thing to do is to start simple, right? Yes. And there's there's part of me that thinks like let's talk about notifications. There's part of me that thinks with notifications, maybe they should all be turned off to start with. Right. I mean, when you when you're installing a new app, the good thing is it's off by default and you have to go in and allow notifications to be turned on. And so, I, I mean, I don't think that's a perfect answer because you want your messages to come through for the most part, your phone calls to come through for the most part. But um, I think my message to everybody would be to keep things super, super simple to start with. So, I mean, this. I told you that I use continuity all the time and I want my stuff to ring on all the devices, but I've set that up deliberately, right? If you're just getting started and moved from just having an iPhone to now having an iPad, you may not want that on your iPad to start with, right? I mean, just leave it on on your iPhone. And then if you get a month down the road and say, oh man, it'd be really nice. My iPhone's clear across there. If I get a phone call, I want to answer it on my iPad, then go in and turn that kind of stuff on. And that's another reason I'm considering starting from scratch uh, this fall, right? Is that I've gotten used to how things are, but maybe there's a better way, right? And so if I start, if I, you know, kind of start pure the way Apple has set things up, first of all, I can give some good advice to everybody else buying phones this fall. 
but then also I can maybe tweak this and, and make it a little better. And you know this. I mean, the reason I've got a three-year-old phone is my phone has not been my primary device for a very, very long time, right? I mean, um, so, you know, maybe it becomes that. And if I go to the Max, which I'm planning on, the iPad mini may take a little bit of a back. So anyway, so there's all of this kind of stuff. So start simple, then add in the complexity as you go along. I think that would be my biggest message. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too, especially a notification because you know, you reminded me of a story with my, with my son. And we'll get into this later because one of the settings I think you shouldn't touch unless you're ready to, to understand is the focus mode. And my son, um, he had a focus mode scheduled. He didn't realize it, but what was happening was there was some apps that was annoying him. Uh, I believe he said it was the PlayStation app. His friends would jump on. And it would just ding, ding, ding with all of their messages and their, their group chats. And he was a part of several group chats. And you can see how that can get annoying, you know, mm -hmm. pretty quickly. So rather than muting the app or adjusting the settings in the app, he did a focus mode, which muted me and his mom. So whenever <laughs> we were messaging, nah, like, don't include us with your friends. Yeah, yeah don't <laughs> include us with your friends. So I would say, turn it off. And he would turn it off. And I, again, on my, my handy widget that I love so much, I would see. If they were in focus modes, it, it would let me know. And just randomly, he would go back into focus mode. And I, I would constantly tell him, like, hey, your mom's telling me you're not responding to her messages. Turn off your focus mode. He, I did. I did. Dad, I turned it off. Well, he inadvertently scheduled a focus mode, yeah. not just manually turned it on and off. It was scheduled for a couple of hours every day. And, um, you know, we got it resolved. But, you know, like Rick said, just starting simple. You know what I mean? Just just start simple with the notifications and, and any settings. This is, you know, we keep saying notifications, but any settings yep. that uh, just start it simple and, and uh, you'll figure it out. So. But but yeah, so that was that was, uh, yeah. you know, one of the stories I can remember. It was a real, real cool story. And, I, you know, I always think that think back to that situation. I think, you know, me and her, uh, um, me and, you know, that person got off on the wrong foot. But I think. Over the time we we worked together, we kind of you know we kind of yeah. worked on our relationship and 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 kind of got along for you know. But you never want to never want to get on your boss's boss bad side. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, but yeah. So our tiny tech tip, Greg. Uh, you you came up with a good one. Okay, and, but you skipped uh, the current one... stuff. Are we skipping the rumors or in the current oh, stuff? Oh no no no. No, no. Uh, you actually, yes, you do. You have some bad yeah, news while we're talking I got about some upgrade. <laughs> bad news and some good news. Which do you want first? Do you want the bad news or the good news? Let's jump into the bad news because when you, when you, when I saw this, when you, uh, I was pretty disappointed too because I know you're you're pretty yeah. excited about it. But what do you got? So right now, I mean, we've talked about this. Rumors are that everything's getting more expensive, especially on the pro level phones, and considering some of the tech that they're going to put in. It's totally reasonable. I mean, we're on the iPhone 15, and the last time they did a price increase was the iPhone 10. So five years. I, I, yeah, please. And, um, you know, I'm excited about all the tech that's going in. But what doesn't excite me is that initially the rumor said that the Pro Max, which is the one that I want to get, and by the way, they're saying it might be called the Ultra, So, which I'm fine with. Give me the Ultra branding. If you're going to make devices like my Ultra Watch, on the phone, yeah, give me the give me the ultra branding. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. But uh but yeah, they're first they said they were gonna be in short supply, which is fine, which means you gotta get on right at 
6 a.m. or whatever it is my time, which I would do anyway, because um, I want it on day one. I won't be patient. Um, but now they're actually coming in and saying that the Pro Max may not even be released until October. So it could be three to four weeks after all of the other phones. And that's not unprecedented, right? So, it, I mean... It, yes, it's happened. Yep. Yeah, and so it's just... It's just I mean, it's fine. My phone, my phone is functioning as the way it's supposed to. I mean, it's a great phone. Um, so that's not a big deal, but it is kind of a bummer, right? That I might not get it till, uh, October. So, but the, what that does do though, is it makes me more likely to upgrade and put the beta on my main device here sooner because mm -hmm. it's not like I'm three weeks out. Right from having that new phone, and you and I had joked around about how awesome it would be for me to just not touch the iOS 17 until I got the new phone, and then I get the new phone and the new OS all at the same time. Well, if it's going to be clear into October, mid to late October, and that's if I can get it on day one, right? Who knows how short supply they're going to be in? So I think I'm more likely to look probably next week at putting the beta on my phone. Excited about the phone, but the real reason I want to do it, I want it on my watch. I want it on my watch so yeah. bad. And <laughs> I talked about, I've got that phone on my mom's, right? And I talked about just sticking it on there to start with. And I may still do that, but then I can't put the beta on my watch. And so I kind of want to go all in. So anyway, so yeah, 15 Pro Max, if you're in the, if you're going to go for the biggest phone, the pro version of the big phone, then it might be delayed till October. And yeah. Side. Yeah, yeah. And and the price increase too, be prepared for that. And you know, I'm surprised and, and I believe it was German or maybe it was Renee Ritchie. They they were saying and, and I agree with them one hundred percent. You know, people make such a big deal about the price increase, right? And and we know because we understand the technology they put in it. But I'm I'm so surprised they didn't increase the price back when the chip shortage was at its height, yeah. right? And we know Apple had, they were buying up all of the chips and, yeah. and all of that. That's a, that's a whole nother topic. But it seemed to me like that was an opportunity to raise the prices then and they didn't raise it. So even if it goes up, you know, uh, 150 bucks or so, and that's a lot, you know, I'm not saying like that, that's not, you know, that's a small piece of, a piece of change or whatever, but um. No, I'm I'm okay. If they're gonna add in these ultra features and these this ultra hardware, you know, like you yeah. said, I'm 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 ready for it. I'm ready for it. The price increase wouldn't hurt there. Yeah, I mean, not to derail our conversation, but you know, this is the fun part of this podcast. I mean, to be honest, yeah. Jason and I like to have like to talk about this kind of stuff more than we like to teach about settings. But um, yeah, but the Pro Max they're rumoring is gonna go up by two hundred dollars. And yeah. okay, so but they're going to replace the stainless steel on the edges with titanium. So the phone's mm -hmm. going to be lighter. It's going to be more durable. And then if they put the periscope camera, so for those of you that don't know what a periscope camera is, essentially if you think of a periscope in a submarine, how it slides up, well, basically this is a set of mirrors that go down the height of the phone inside the phone that are going to allow us to go to 5x or 6x physical zoom not digital zoom on the camera. So it's like having a zoom yeah, lens. Yeah, not that blurry zoom. Yeah, yep. it's, it's like having a physical zoom lens on the outside of your camera, but they're putting that whole thing inside the body of the camera. Now, no, they're not going to be the first one that has done that. So 
if I think about those couple of things, especially where I've started using my phone more for video for YouTube and stuff like that, and I've gotten back into posting more pictures on my Instagram, you know, some of the rides and stuff that I do, um, I'm like, okay, I, I get it, right? 200 bucks, it's going to mm-hmm. be a new Apple processor sitting on the inside of it. I don't know what else they're going to do, but okay. So yeah, I get yeah. it. I, I don't, I don't like paying it, but essentially what's going to happen is I'm going to trade in one of these two phones that I have, and that's going to compensate for the, you know, for the yeah. price increase, and I'll just call it good. But hey, if you're only going to buy a phone every three or four years, you kind of got to expect that it's probably not going to be the same price in those three to four years, but Apple's done a good job. So anyway, so that's yeah. the bad news. Yeah, and- yeah, and, it, and it'll last you, you know, you may say, well, I don't want to spend an extra $200, but hey, if you're going to hold on to it for three or four years, then yeah. it's worth it. It's well, worth it. and there are rumors out there too saying, well, iPhone, and it's going to go to USB-C, great, right? And yes. uh, there are other rumors out there saying, well, the iPhone 15 is not the one, it's going to be the iPhone 16 that's going to be the big redo. And you know what? That rumor comes up every single year. So this every is, year. Renee Rich has <laughs> started- year. Renee Ritchie started this kind of saying, and I just agree with it. Brandon Butch said the same thing in his video this last week. If you need a piece of technology, buy it when you need it. Don't be buy waiting it, yes. for the next version to come out. I mean, I'm telling you that if you can wait right now, don't buy a new iPhone or an Apple Watch. Wait a month if you possibly can. But if you can't and you need it, buy it when you need it and love it, right? Don't have FOMO at the next one. And if you're the kind of person that wants to have the latest and greatest every single year, go with the iPhone upgrade program, right? Yeah, I mean, just yeah, do one of those programs. Do something like that. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to do this year. I still haven't decided. And now if it's not going to be till October, I don't have the pressure to figure it out. So I still haven't decided. I'm probably still going to just pay for it, right? And just because that's my thing. I don't like to do that. But part of me says, hey, that Apple upgrade program? It's still kind of the way to go because I would love to have the latest and greatest. And you don't have to upgrade every year, but you, then you have the option of doing so. So I don't know. Anyway, buy the tech when you need it. Love it and enjoy it. And uh, anyway. So we, we talk about a cheaper thing because this was much, much, much cheaper. So yeah, yeah. You and I almost have it. And though for those listening to the podcast, you can't see it, but Jason and I almost have the same watch band. On. Yes. So, so mine is, your, is a knockoff, but is yours is a knock? Mine's a knockoff too. So I had this problem. So I bought a knockoff trail. Is it the Trail Loop? I think is what mm-hmm. the Apple calls it, right? With the little tab thing, and so it's supposed to be better for not the one with the little hook, because we bought that band with my Apple Watch Ultra, and my wife and I both hated it. It was terrible. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so I had bought this knockoff one. And to a certain extent, you get what you pay for, right? And the, yes. on the inside of it, there are four little Velcro squares that help the band stay attached. Well, because I only use that band for workouts, two of, and I rinse it after everyone, because otherwise it'll get nasty really fast, right? Two of the four fell off. So I'm like, okay. oh, that's not good. So it's not going to stay. So anyway, I went in and I bought... Another one, but um, this one is a ALM NVO brand, which is a knockoff. It was a whopping $15 on Amazon. But what I like about this, Jason, you remember I told you that I had problems a few weeks ago where I couldn't wear my watch because it was making the outside of my wrist sore? 
Yeah, yeah. We're, we're hoping it wasn't arthritis or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, what I like about this one is this one, most Apple Watch bands, they go in, at the official Apple ones, they go in and they connect and they loop around a Velcro down right where yes. the lug meets the watch, right? Right on the edge of the watch. Mm -hmm. And so you get this extra bulk and everything there. Well, this particular one's got a loop that I can put on the inside of my wrist. And that's where okay. it loops through. So it is like super crazy comfortable. Like really, really comfortable. I don't think it's designed to go that way because when I'm looking at the orange tab on it right now, it's upside down. Mm -hmm. So I think that <laughs> that loop thing's designed to go on the outside of your wrist, but I don't care that it's upside yes. down. So anyway, I got this new band. Um, really, really loving it. Um, but I just I recommend, guys, find what's most comfortable for you. I like the Velcro ones because they're, infinitely mm -hmm. adjustable and i do adjust them a lot during the day but i like this because it was cheap and i heard this discussion on atp a while ago but that other band that i bought was like 12 bucks and so yeah. i had to replace it nine months in whatever it was whatever it's been since i got it six months mm -hmm. so 12 bucks 12 bucks once a year or something like that still doesn't compare to paying the hundred bucks for the Apple Band, yes. which may last for five years. But yes. anyway, so anyway, I thought I'd share new Apple Watch Band. If you're interested in what bands I have, um, let me know. That's a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah. So. Or we can do a short. How about we do shorts this week about uh, all of our bands? If you want, if you have time for it. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. So you... Um, you, you, you're right. You get what you pay for with, with these bands. So I saw your message last week and I replied back, or at least I thought I hit send on a reply to ask you, how did you, <laughs> how did you wreck your, your band? Because these bands are just a, you know, a few months old. We, we hadn't had them that long. So I'm, I'm like you. I, I, I would rather, I, I do wear my, my Apple ones. I, I don't buy them directly from Apple. All the replacement ones I, I do buy the Amazon ones. And some of these these uh, ultra bands, I mean, they nailed them. You yeah. know, they're they're pretty good quality, and they're pretty close to the uh, the Apple quality. I know the Ocean one, so I I got a um, it was like an ultra pack, so it had the Alpine, the Ocean band, and the um, uh, what is it, the Trail Trail Loop, uh, the, the the Trail Loop, and uh, they were all black, and different degrees of of quality, right? The Trail Loop is is kind of I, I can see me, you know, wearing this one out after a few weeks or, or you know, a month or two. But the uh, the Ocean Band, the quality is just as good as the Apple one. Uh, they really nailed it. I don't know how they did it, um, but they really nailed that one. And uh, it's a, just basically a black version of my, my yellow band that I love to wear. And uh, it's just uncomfortable to sleep in, but I'll, I'll you know, I'll wear it during the, during the day and stuff. So, but yeah. Um, I think you're right. Buying, you know, a replacement band a couple of times a year is still way more cost effective than buying the uh, the actual genuine Apple one. So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'll, I'll just keep buying this one over and over again. And what I don't know, because if I do a short on my Apple Watch band, you'll understand this. But what I don't know is if I wore the Sport Loop, which is the Velcro-y one, if I bought mm -hmm. that with a watch and wore only that band, which is what a lot of people do, right? They only buy the yes, one band that they bought with the watch. 
And some people keep these watches for three years. I mean, I'm very, very small minority that updates the watch almost every year, right? So um, what I don't know is if even if I had one of those Apple ones, as much as I... As much punishment as I give it, right, between bike rides and camping. I mean, Jason panicked a little bit because I shattered the screen protector on my watch last week, breaking down camp. And he was I like, know, I thought, you, I thought you crashed again. Yeah. So what I don't know is if I would be replacing an Apple version every single year, right? Yeah. And so then you're out 100 bucks. And so anyway, I love this one. Um, and I'm going to start looking for more of these that have the ability to put that extra bulk somewhere besides right up on the bones of my wrist. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I asked you, um, how did I put it? Was, was your screen protector? Did you damage your screen yeah. protector or anything? Cause we were just talking about the watch and I'm like, wait, are you okay? Like, yeah, his first question was, did you scratch up the edge of the watch? And the answer to that was no. I actually think I had, um, I might have had my bumper case, because I have a bumper case for that reason, right? That I can just pop on mm-hmm. and off for when I'm doing stuff. Like, when you set up camp, right, I'm always around the metal hitch. I'm around the frame of the trailer, always trying to turn things. And so, yeah. And then Jason says, I've been asking about the watch, but... You know, yeah. <laughs> are you okay, right? And so, no, it wasn't a crash. I just think I smacked it on concrete somewhere. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, well, yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad. Uh, um, uh, I'm glad you're okay. Um, yeah, the 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 watch bands definitely. You know, I know we we mentioned before with chargers, you get what you pay for. Don't buy the cheap chargers, but some of these watch bands are okay as long as you're not in any risk of it. Breaking at the, uh, you know, at the uh, connection to the watch and your watch flying off and, and breaking, then uh, give some of these cheaper ones a try, you know. And they come in weird, and, and you know, I say weird, but they come in awesome colors, right? They'll take the same design as Apple and give you more color options and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, check some of these bands out. So, yeah, so I jumped ahead earlier. Greg, you want to jump into our tiny tip? Yeah, I'm actually going to give two real quick. So since you just mentioned not buying cheap chargers, so my son went to college this week. Uh, He moved out last Wednesday, and he was like, Dad, I need another cable for my phone. And so luckily I had a braided one, and it looked okay, but I think it might have been a cheaper one that was in my mom's stuff. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so he took that. But then he asked about a battery pack. He's like, what brand of you know portable battery should I buy? Mm -hmm. And it was Anchor, Mophie. And Belkin, those are the three names that I gave him, and he ended up buying an Anchor one. So don't buy the cheap stuff when it comes to charging, especially if you're buying a portable battery like that, that he's going to have stuffed in a backpack with a a laptop Mm -hmm. and a bunch of books and stuff like that, because if that thing gets hot, that's that's not what you want. So anyway, there's tip number one. But this one related to settings. So when you've got kids or... If you want to hand your phone to somebody, maybe you're doing a business transaction or something like that, and you don't want them to have access to anything other than the app you've got them in. We use this for the grandkids Mm -hmm. all the time. There's a feature called guided access. Now, it's an accessibility settings, and we're going to talk about those in a minute. But the easiest way, and I guess this is a three-for-one tip, but in this one, the easiest way to find this is go into the settings app and tap in search and type in guided. And the first thing that's going to pull up is guided access, but it's in the accessibility settings. It's towards the bottom. And basically what you do is you just flip that toggle on. And then 
you can leave it on. If you do this frequently, you can go ahead and leave that on. And then anytime you are, uh, anytime you're in an app and you're going to hand your device to somebody else, like let's say it's on my phone, I would just hit the side button three times, click it three times, click, click, click. Mm-hmm. And it locks it into that app. And then in order to get out, you can, um, there's a couple of settings like passcodes and time limits and stuff like that in there. But basically in order to get out, you have to put in the passcode or you have to triple click again to get out. And so this is great for like little kids when you hand them an iPad and you only want them to stay in the coloring app that they're in. You just triple click on, on that iPad in particular, it's the home button, right? So triple click the home button locks it down to that app, and then when they come to you and say, Mom, I want to do something else, or Dad, I need to get out of this app, then you have to go in and let them out so they stay into it. So it's great. It's an accessibility feature. I don't know why it's an accessibility, but I think it's kind of mm-hmm. a security kind of feature that is great to use. So, um, yeah, turn that on, and then it's just triple-click of the side button or the home button, locks it up. You'll see that it locks it up and they go in and they try and hit the home button or they try and swipe up to get out of the app and it's going to say, nope, can't do it. Yep. Yep. And this is a good feature. Um, and, and not a new feature. This has been around for years. And like I say, I always talk about my son who's 12 now, but, um, I use this with him back when he was, you know, a baby, you know, on, on my, uh, on my uh, iPad and, and, yeah, this has been around uh, uh, for years, and it's a really good, really good tip, especially for your, those with younger, younger kids, you know, or, you know, even with your friends and, and stuff. If you want to just show them some pictures or, or whatever, and you don't want them going through other parts of your phone, you know, just set that, that setting up real quick. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty handy feature. So, All right, guys. So before we jump back into the topic, just remember, do all the things, the subscribe, the shares, the, the, the rating. Uh, reviews, all of that. We really appreciate it, guys. And thank y'all for listening and sticking with us each week. So, but back to our topic again, which is a continuation of what we started last week, and that's talking about settings. Um, let's talk about some of the settings that you probably shouldn't mess with, you know, un- no unless touchy. you have to. No touchy. Yeah, no, no touchy. Unless you absolutely have to, or if you understand exactly what, what it is that you're, that you're getting into. So I mentioned last week, cellular, you know, Changing something in that um, in that section will will really affect the way you you know your phone handles phone calls and data and stuff. So unless you have to, just don't go fiddle around with it. The good thing is, by default, everything in that section is set to work perfectly right out of the box. So cellular is not something that you should mess with. Uh, VPN and device management. So VPN again, as virtual private network. Um, that's something if you don't understand it, that's something you shouldn't play around with, because, again, uh, you can end up on a network you're not familiar with and connecting to a network. You don't realize it, but it gives uh, that network certain uh, information. You give them access just by connecting to uh, information and things about your phone or about your location and things like that. That You know, just you give inadvertently connecting to a network. So uh, definitely you shouldn't be connecting to a VPN if you're not familiar with what network you're connecting to, if it's not your service or something like that. But uh, device management is another part of that. So basically what it is, is it, it, you can install profiles on your phone. And these profiles are um, what we use back for, like, uh, when we did device management, right? It's mobile device management. So MDM profiles, it handles, it configures, like, settings, uh, 
accounts, things like that on the uh, on the phone. Also, restrictions, information that the phone shares, locations, stuff like that, uh, usage data, things like that. It shares with whoever created the profile, right? So, um, so installing these profiles not only changes the way your device functions, but it can also compromise your security, right? So. If you're not familiar with where this profile is coming from, whether it's your employer, um, if you're developing an app with a, a, a team or something and you're testing out the app, um, you know, someone that you trust, uh, those are all OK. But if it's someone you, you don't know of and, and I'll use this as an example, uh, a lot of people like to have Nintendo uh, or, you know, Game Boy emulators on the phone on your iOS phone. Well, to install these emulators, you have to install a profile. Um, in the uh, in the device management and these profiles are coming from people <laughs> people you don't know you might not necessarily trust and they'll absolutely give you what you're looking for you'll be able to play your game boy games or your emulator but you're also turning over a lot of information about yourself to these people that you don't know so it may be a small price to pay to give someone to develop an app to, to give them an emulator that they want to play these Game Boy games or these Nintendo games on a device. But at the same time, you take total control of their device. So uh, using that as an example, that's just one example. There's plenty of, uh, of other ways to install these profiles on your device that you really shouldn't. So definitely your job, employer, uh, uh, app development, things like that, places that you trust, people that you trust, uh, install it from there. But if you don't know about it, you don't understand what's going on, don't go installing profiles on your on your device just to uh, just to do things. Um, you you like I said, you give up a lot of control, um, and and it really can mess up your your uh, your device's uh, functionality and stuff like that. So I mean, they're risky enough that Apple's gone away from it with the betas. It used to be that mm -hmm. you had to install a profile to do the betas. I don't think that's the case anymore. So they've moved away from no. that. And I know that at my last corporate job. I didn't have to install a profile, but they were still able to enforce things like passcodes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So a lot of the MDM tools and a lot of what Apple has developed has moved away from having to install these profiles. So if you get an app somewhere yes. that says, hey, we need to install a security profile, really think about whether you need that app or not. Yeah, yeah. So the next one I mentioned earlier is uh, focus modes. And this is one that, again, if you're, if you're, it's a really useful tool, right? Focus modes are, are, are really helpful. A lot of people use them. A lot of people don't even understand what they're, what they're for. So I would say if you're not ready to actually sit down and understand how to use focus modes and what they're used for, then maybe it's something that you shouldn't play around with because like my son, um, inadvertently scheduled a focus mode, right? And it was just as simple for him, for me to say, hey, turn off this focus mode. Why do you have this on? And he can go in and turn it off. Well, because he wasn't sure, he, he scheduled one, you know, and that's, again, digging into those settings that, that you're, he's not sure about or, or really don't understand. It, it constantly kept doing the focus mode every day. So, you know, imagine he's 12 years old. Not much is coming through that's important. But if you do this and your boss is trying to contact you at 3 o'clock every day for a meeting or something like that, and you inadvertently schedule a focus mode, then uh, that can really land you in some trouble. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's not, not terrible. And, you know, none of these things are world-ending, right? Uh, there's, there's all sorts of resets and things like that that you can do. But 
um, if you toggle the setting and you're and you don't know that that setting's on, and it can be you know uh, um, you know really making things difficult for you. So uh, focus modes. Uh, it's something that, that, if not handled correctly, can really, uh, really affect the way you receive notifications and the way your phone behaves at certain times of the day. So just uh, be careful of that. So the next one is some of these accessibility features. So these are used by pe uh, people with, you know, uh, special needs and, and folks who don't have any special needs at all. Right. Some of these settings can that you can tweak can really streamline your experience, right? I know a lot of people that use that. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's where you can tap on the screen and it gives you like a little sub menu of different uh, uh, quick access features. You know, even people who don't have any accessibility needs use that, that feature is pretty popular. So, uh, and, you know, a lot of things with the screen and, and, and things like that. Um, like we mentioned earlier with the, uh, the, um, the accessibility feature with the, the guided access, the, the guided access. Yes, we don't. I don't. I'm with you. I don't understand why that's in accessibility, but um, you know, it's a setting that anyone can use to take advantage of. So I don't really use much um, when it comes to accessibility features. I can't think of any off the top of my head that I use. But uh, Greg, you want to talk about some of the ones that you shouldn't touch because they can really wreck your wreck your experience. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to make this a little easier. And when we go into this next section of the show, I'll talk about a few that I think you should consider. Um, mm -hmm. Other than that, I don't think you should touch them. So, I mean, the problem is Apple has done an amazing job with accessibility and they get recognized from the accessibility community all the time about these yes. features and things that they're adding that allow people that have motion impairment or vision or hearing impairment to live more uh, full lives, right? I mean, that's the purpose of this podcast is to help you get more out of life out of tech. Talk about getting more life out of tech when you get into that accessibility community, right? But there's so much in there now that if you go in and tweak something and then your phone starts to do something weird, if you don't understand what you did, how are you going to yeah. fix it, right? And there's not an easy reset button for some of this stuff. You're going to have to go back in and find the setting that you fiddled with and turn it back off. So um, just be cautious on some of these things because they are really designed like... I would go nuts if every time I tapped on my phone, it spoke to me, right? And read off what I was yes. tapping on or just every time I switched screens, it started reading upper left corner, this button, right? And that kind yeah. of stuff. But there are people that need that. So you don't want to go flip some of that stuff on. So they really will make your experience. Again, it's not going to ruin your phone, but it's going to make your experience less than optimal. So if you're mm -hmm. interested in some of the accessibility stuff, Hang out for just a few minutes because I'll talk about some of the things that I think are um, some of them. I don't know why they're in accessibility, but there are some things in there that maybe you want to look at. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll we're going to come back to this. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it in this okay. next section. So. So the, the next thing I have is notifications. And, and again, we talked to pretty heavily about this when we talked about customizations and, and uh, personalizing the, the, uh, the phone, but notifications is, uh, it's another thing, you know, again, if you have that important person, that VIP, that, that spouse, that boss, that, that, uh, that child that you need to stay in contact with, or that you need, just need to hear from, then going in and tweaking some of these notifications, um, you know, inadvertently or, or on purpose, you know, is something that you really should pay attention to. So, um, just by default, you know, it comes in, 
you get notified notified from everyone all the time. And then once you get comfortable with that, you can start turning off and, and adjusting things and not just contacts too. I mean, notifications when it comes to apps too. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, every time you install an app, it's going to ask you if you want notifications and now yes. it's going to ask you how you want them. Do you want them to come in immediately or do you want them to go in your summary, right? The morning and afternoon summaries. And yes. I would suggest that unless you know it's critical, really think about what you have annoying you all the time because we have this problem this is why social media is so addictive i think is we have this fomo mm -hmm. right this fear of missing out and it's like yes i want every single app notification turned on and then you realize yep. all i'm doing is clearing notifications on my phone right yes. and the problem with that is then you miss the important stuff if you're just clearing things out like uh Twitter's got a bunch of notifications you can turn on and off, and I've only got a couple turned on. One of them's from the city, and most of the stuff I get from the city is not important, but every once in a while they'll remind me that garbage day shifted. Or they'll send out something that says, hey, there's this massive storm coming in or something like that, right? And yes. if I was getting every account I follow on Twitter, if I was getting notifications, I would miss those things I cared about. So... You know, this is this section we're going into, right, are the things that you probably should think about. How do I want to tweak these to make them work for me? And notifications, that's probably the next thing that I would touch on a phone after I got all the security set the way I wanted it would be, okay, please stop annoying me. So, and that's the next thing I have on the list is the privacy and security, right? And uh, you mentioned every time you install, it, uh, install an app, it'll, the app will ask you, the, the things that the app wants to have access to, you know, Apple's um, done a good job of protecting their users. Because remember, it was in the news every week about Google yeah. back then where, you know, certain apps were controlling like your contacts and stuff like that. So th they've done a good job. As soon as you install the app, it, it'll ask you, so such and such app wants access to your microphone. Do you want it? You know, you choose yes or no. But I think that nowadays everyone is just such in a rush to install these apps that just like with terms of services, everyone just hits okay, 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 okay. And then, you know, a, a few weeks down the road, they're like, well, why is this app dinging every 15 minutes, you know? Uh, well, it's because you, you hit okay when you installed it. So um, privacy and security is where you can go in and you can actually, you know, choose what you want the app to, you know, to have access to and, and uh, different things too, location services and, and things like that. So. That's another thing that's, again, not saying you shouldn't touch it because this is, this is something that you should pay more attention to. But if you, again, turn on something that, that you don't really want on, then that's something you, you should really pay attention to at the time when you're, when you're installing the app or at least go in after the fact and, and adjust these, uh, these, uh, these certain settings. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I can't think I can't think of an app recently that was such a must have app that I wanted by default to give it access to everything it asked for. Right? I mean, cuz honestly most of those apps come with the operating system. Messages, mm -hmm. um if you s install a new email client, you might have to think about it, right? But so for the most part, when I install anything, I'm saying no to all of those things until I get yes. into the app and then I get to a point where the app says hey, do you want to share your location with me? And I know, okay, yeah, I do want it to know where I'm at, 
but then I can hit the only this time, right? Instead of yes. having to open it up. And so I just, I don't know what those critical apps are. And, you know, I think about all these folks that have given Facebook or Instagram or some of these other social yes. media apps access to everything. And then you wonder why, <laughs> why they're tracking yeah. you all yeah. over the place, right? That's why. So that's yeah. why that's why and the, you you reminded me too yeah that location all the time you know now we have the ability to say only while I'm using the app you know not while I'm at home or I'm asleep or something like that they don't need to track you all the time and Apple's giving us the option to say only track me when I tap on this app and I'm using it right not any other time so so control center is a, is another uh function that I think is is one of those underrated uh, uh, functions of iOS that that came you know a few years back and has gotten better every year. They kind of built on that original idea. So the control center is so when you swipe down from the middle of the phone, that gives you your notification center. But if you swipe down from by where the battery or the um, not the clock, the it's the battery or the percentage or or the Wi-Fi um, how you have the, it set and the cell yeah, phone the Wi-Fi. Yeah. You swipe down from the top right of the screen, it gives you what is called a control center. And this is just a bunch of shortcuts to a bunch of different things, right? Your calculator, your flashlight, um, how you can quickly toggle um, your, your play, pause, you know, skip settings whenever you're listening to a music app and things like that. Well, there's, there's some things that you can customize now with that, with that section. And you can actually add in the apps that you want to use and, and don't want to use. So, again, by default, there's, there's something that um, there, there's, uh, there's apps there that are really usable. Yeah. Right. You get, you get yep. right, out of, right out of the box. So, um, but We've, if you want to change something, you can go to the settings and you can toggle, you know, on and off and you can add to those apps. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's pretty useful. Yeah, I was just in here looking, and I talked about guided access earlier and how it's kind of buried in the settings to turn it on. Well, you can actually mm -hmm. add a shortcut to guided access in Control Center. So if you find yourself doing this a ton, right, go into the settings, go to Control Center, add guided access as one of the options, and then the next time your kids need to be locked into an app, swipe down from the upper right, tap on guided access, and you're there you are. You're into guided access. So... Yeah, some really, really good things in there. Okay, so the next, the, the next, um, the next thing I'm going to mention is something that I change on a regular basis. And let me explain the reason why I changed this. So I think we mentioned a few, uh, a few episodes ago where, you know, how you have that friend or family member or coworker that's had their number since like the 90s, right? Uh, uh, even, even, most people, they want to have that same phone number for a few years. I've never been like that. I will change my phone number <laughs> on a regular basis several times throughout the year, right? I, I just, I just, I, I've never been, I, I have a Google Voice number that, that's my number. It's been my number for years and anyone that needs to reach me can reach me there. But when it comes to my cellular service, my, my phone, I'm always, one, I'm always looking for the cheapest plan. I'm looking for a, a good connection, right? A good data connection to my cell phone towers around my home and my job and things like that. So, and, and plus, uh, Greg would make me switch <laughs> carriers from 
Verizon to I believe I had T-Mobile at one point. Uh, we were constantly testing networks back back then. So I would jump back from Verizon to AT&T to T-Mobile. We we would jump around a lot. So I never I never transferred my number. I ne I never. Uh, so anyway, long story short, I never had a, a connection with a phone number, right? So when it came to FaceTime and iMessage, I only wanted to contact people through my iCloud account, right? Because that was always going to be me. So there's a lot of set settings in here that you shouldn't touch or you shouldn't even bother with. But one of the things I think you should consider if you're like me is that initial message or, or uh, being able to be contacted by, you, you know, the, um, the default contact address. Instead of it being a phone number, change that to your iCloud account, right? This is because, like I said, again, my iCloud account hasn't changed. It's always going to be me as long as I have the account. My phone number is always going to change. So when you receive a message from me, it comes from my iCloud account. And I think that's a that's a, a message you should consider changing. Again, if you're like me, if you're going to jump around with your phone numbers or your carriers or your service or anything like that, then uh, make your iCloud account your default contact. And uh, um, you can make that change with messages and FaceTime. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a. That's a good uh, a setting to change. Settings, messages, send and receive, and then all you have to do is check. So the top, the top section mm -hmm. is where you can receive messages to, which is I've got my phone number and several email addresses, including my iCloud ID, right? And then the mm -hmm. bottom section is the start new conversation from. And that's the yes, one that's that you want to change, right? And so you want that to be your whatever email address is your Apple ID. And in, in my case, it's not my iCloud. I know that is for a lot of people, but it's not my iCloud. It's actually a different email address that's my Apple ID. So I will tell you that until Jason got this dialed in, it was not fun trying to make sure I could get through to him from a messages and from a, a FaceTime standpoint. But uh, especially once I moved, I moved out of Houston. So then we were really doing long range communication. And so, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, getting that dialed in and there are a lot of people that do that because they may want to change phone numbers. I mean, somebody asked me the other day where my area code was from and I'm like Houston and I'm like, nobody changes their phone number anymore. And <laughs> what I should have said was nobody but Jason, but yeah, <laughs> right. So the next thing I have here is uh display and brightness. It, this is always a, a setting that, you know, it's part of that whole personalization and customization thing, right? You, you, you want your screen brightness set to where it's comfortable for you to look at your phone, right? I, I hate it because my wife is always like, hey, look at this video or hey, look at this email. And she keeps her phone brightness to the lowest setting to where it's unreadable to me, <laughs> you know? And she's always constantly, and then she's like, wait, let me, let me adjust the brightness. So she turns it all the way up. She's like, I forget, oh man, I have to turn it all the way up for you. So she turns it up. So I have all of my screens set to where it's comfortable for me. And uh, you guys, if you have trouble reading or not even trouble reading, but just viewing pictures or just just viewing the phone, then try adjusting that brightness. Leaving that on the default setting is something that, you know, it, it's a good start. But just get it set to exactly where you want it. And you can set the auto brightness and things like that to to where, you know, it'll dim for you and things like that. So that that's a. Uh, that's that's a setting that I think you should touch. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at this on my phone right now, and just to go quick through, I think this is a great way to customize. We didn't talk about this in the customization episode, but you can do light mode or dark mode, 
right? Which is, do I get mostly mm -hmm. white backgrounds or do I get mostly dark backgrounds? And or you could turn which that saves to automatic. On battery life. Yeah, it does. Or mm -hmm. you can turn it to automatic, which means during the day, it's going to have light backgrounds, and then at night, mm -hmm. once the sun sets, right when you may not want things as glaringly bright in your eyes, it shifts over. You can change mm -hmm. the text size. You can do bold text. The brightness down here that you can adjust up and down. Um, I think you're going to talk about True Tone, right? That's in here. Mm -hmm. And then Night Shift, which is this concept of um, shifting the colors of your display to a more warmer. So there's a lot of studies that talk about how blue light can keep you from being able to fall asleep. And so this is a way to um, make the tones more warm you know, when it gets in the evening time. And so you can set that. And, but also in here, really weird, but auto lock. So this is something I would recommend everybody have is that their screen automatically locks after so long, right? Yes. Because you don't want to just set your phone down and have one of your kids pick it up 20 minutes later and decide they want to, you know, reset their uh, screen time permissions or something yep. like that. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, those are and a bunch will. of this. Yeah, they will. So those are a bunch of things you can do in there. I mean, it's a simple way, one setting screen where you can go in and really tweak, tweak how your phone behaves from a display standpoint. Yeah, yeah. And that's all really I had to say on the, uh, the true tone was, you know, those studies came out about the blue light and insomnia and, and uh, just being able to, you know, dial it down at night and relax so you can fall asleep. Well, looking at that blue light kind of just keeps you tied to that phone. It keeps you awake. It doesn't allow your body to relax to, to go to bed. So you wonder why you end up scrolling through Instagram or Twitter to three and, you know, 3 a.m. when you when you should be. Um, <clears throat> When you should be winding down in the evening so yeah those, those uh adjusting those settings and and true tone and things like that kind of gives your 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 because i use it on my ipad it gives your 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 screen a more natural look to it versus that just that bright blue you know uh, uh just kind of searing your 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 pupils uh uh you know sort of light to it it gives it a more natural look to the uh to the screen and uh yeah, yeah, adjusting those settings is, is something that I think everyone should, should be doing. So back to uh, uh, accessibility, you know, we're going to talk about some things that, uh, again, you, you may not have any accessibility needs or, or any special needs, but these are some settings that, that you should be changing. You know, it, it can kind of streamline your process or, or, you know, make things a lot easier for you. Yeah, I mean... There's some great stuff in here, so I'm going to kind of rapid fire through these. But the first mm -hmm. one, there's additional display and text and size options that are in here. And so all of these are under the accessibility. There's a main settings category called accessibility. And if you go into display and text size, there's a bunch of stuff like bolding text and making the text much larger. And you can change button shapes and turn on labels for buttons and, and a whole bunch of things like that. In, uh, increasing contrast these are mostly for folks that have you know some sort of vision impairment or something like that uh, a practical mm -hmm. joke that you could play is if you ever want to really mess with somebody's mind and they hand you their phone is go in here and turn on the classic invert because <laughs> yep. basically it it makes it look like it's halloween it's got all kinds yes. of purples and oranges and stuff like that we used to do that to people so Anyway, there's just a bunch of these in here that will allow you to, if you've got vision impairment, to go in and, and mess with those and 
again, get more out of your device by not having it strain your eyes when you're in there. Um, the one below that is called motion, and there is an option in here to reduce motion. Now, there's a few things that Apple does. One, they've got really, really high refresh rates on their screen, which means every second it's refreshing the screen so many times, right? It's kind of like a movie or something like that. It makes it like look that. smoother. Yeah. But then they also have all of these animations every time you switch from one screen to the next or one app to the next. There's all of these fancy animations, which people love, and it's kind of the delight feature. But some people get sick, right? I mean, yes. some people that can actually give them motion sickness. And so you can tap that reduce motion and it, it starts to decrease all of those motions and should make it more comfortable to use. So that's one that I've seen quite a few folks actually go in and use, even though you don't think of that as something that's a disability or something like that. It's just making it more, more comfortable. Yeah, and I think a lot of people won't recognize the symptoms of that. Right. If you're if you're on your phone and you're getting a headache around the same time every evening or, you know, you're, you're feeling that dizziness or something like that, then uh, or, you know, someone who's going through that while they're using their phone, then, yeah, go in and, and reduce that motion. And it, it, it may help them out a lot. Yeah. Agree. Uh, OK, so then the next one is the touch section. And the first one in there is assistive touch. And this is. You know, if you have difficulty touching the screen or if you have an accessory that helps you navigate it, then there's some changes that you can do in here. And um, also down in this one, there are pointer devices. This is where you would adjust that if you were using a mouse or a touchpad with your device. Mm -hmm. I used to tweak these all the time because you can go in and change the buttons and how the gestures and stuff behave. And plus you can show an on-screen keyboard. And I think this is also where you can go in and turn on that little menu or the little circle that looks like there's always a mouse pointer that's a circle sitting on your device yes. so that it helps you touch. So all of that stuff is done through um, assistive touch. And um, there's also one in here that's shake to undo. Uh, I've turned that on um, to where you can go in and you just shake the, the device and that undoes the typing. And Funny thing is, if you drop your device, like if you drop it on your bed or something, don't drop it on the desk. But if you drop it on your bed or something like that, it's going to recognize that. And it asks you. It doesn't just automatically do it. But it says, do you want to undo what you just typed? So that's in here as well. You can also go in and you can change you know, some of the, the vibration features. Um, it's, just, it's just a good way to tap to wakes in here. Um, you know, all of those kinds of things. And then that back tap, which I talked about a couple of episodes ago, right? Where you can tap twice on the back of the phone or tap three times and it runs a shortcut. So all mm -hmm. of those are in that touch touch menu. So if you are finding, yeah, it'd be nice if I could just do this easier with my hands, there may be something in there for you. Now, the next one, this is one area where the default... I think is correct, but some people may need to tweak this. This is face ID and attention. So basically, if you've got a device that does face ID, it wants you looking at the device when you unlock the screen, right? It doesn't want you kind of staring off into space or to have your eyes closed or something like that. And again, you don't want mm -hmm. your kids grabbing your phone and coming and holding it up to your face while you're sleeping and having it unlock and give them full access to everything on your phone. And so require attention for face ID, that means it's going to make sure that you're looking at it. Um, and uh, so, but some people may need to turn that off. 
right? Because they yes. may not be able to do that. They may need it to open easier um, if they've got problems with their eyes or, or, you know, just some people have facial features that Face ID has a hard time doing. So mm -hmm. anyway, this is where you could come in and turn that off. Um, you know, same thing if, if you're staring at your phone, the attention awareness feature, if you're staring at your phone, it's not going to dim the display. It's going to recognize that you're actually looking at your phone and not dim it down. Again, you know, if, if I have to tap to bring my phone back up, I don't want that maybe if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I have a hard time going in and tapping or something like that. So really good features here. I would suggest that you leave require attention for face ID on by default. Um, mm -hmm. but if you're having a hard time getting your phone to unlock with face ID because it doesn't think you're looking at it, then this is where you can go and change that. Uh, there's another one in here called side button, and this is just the click speed. So, you know, sometimes you need to double click or you got to press and hold. So you can change if you want to be able to click super slow or even slower mm -hmm. to double or triple click that slide button. So, you know, some people just can't move their thumb that fast and that's yeah. just the way it is. So yeah. that's what you change here. And then also uh, press and hold to speak. You can say invoke Siri or regular voice control, which is an accessibility feature, or even turn that off. So if you're constantly popping that side button and don't want Siri going off, then, you know, you can turn it off in here too. So, and then there's a couple of other things down there, but that's just a slight amount of customization that you can have on the side button. Now, rumor has it we're going to get another action button similar to the action button on the Apple Watch Ultra on the new phones. On the phone, and yep. So we'll have to see where the, the settings for that are. It may end up being something in accessibility too. So we'll see. Now, this next one, Apple Watch mirroring. Okay, this is totally bonkers But from, for, a, for a person that doesn't have need of this. But a lot of people are wearing Apple Watches, but maybe you can't control that super duper small screen, right? Especially if yes. you have one of the smaller ones. So if you turn on Apple Watch mirroring, my Ultra is now showing up on two thirds of my phone screen. And so now I can go, the icons are much bigger. I, could, I can do all of the different things that I wanna be able to do on my watch and I can do it from my phone. So if you've got the watch and you need to be able to manage it, but you can't get to that itty bitty, itty bitty screen, come turn this on, yeah. do what you need to do and then turn it back off. So kind of a cool feature, but I like it. Yeah. And another one that, that I, I don't understand why, why it's it in accessibility. You know, I, I can see why it's there, but it uh, should be easier to turn on. I think it should be in, you know, one of those things that, that wouldn't hurt to put in another place, too. Now, if uh, I was just checking, what I don't understand is why they don't have that option in Control Center. Yeah. I mean, that would be a yeah. great option. It's not there. You can do an accessibility shortcut in Control Center. But uh, I don't think that's the same thing. So you might be able to do a shortcut or something that gets it done. But that would be a nice thing to have, like, guided access in Control Center. So I could just go in and do it. And then I can manage my watch from my phone. Right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if I'm using my watch for the health features, the fall detection, some of those kinds of things, if I think about elderly folks that may need it for fall detection and for safety reasons, but they either can't see it that small or they can't. Yeah manipulate the screen this is a great way to do it just make it easier to get to yeah yeah to, just to toggle on and off uh really quick so yeah so i think that's it those are some of the accessibility things i'd suggest you do um you can go in and look around in there 
Um, if you're in the accessibility community, you're not going to know what those things mean. But I'll just reiterate Justin or Jason's advice from a while ago. If you don't know what an accessibility feature is, I wouldn't fiddle with it unless you really know how to yeah. turn it back off. So. Okay. Well, so before we wrap up, there's there's one more section that I wanted to 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 cover because I think it it oftentimes it gets ignored even by me. Uh, a lot of times when I want an app to uh, to do a certain thing that I wanted to do or whatever, I'm usually just digging through the settings trying to find it, and I forget that it's down here. So down at the bottom section of the settings, after you get to all of the uh, the important settings, you know, settings, general things like that, if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see just a lip a list of all the different apps that are installed on the on the device. Well. Tapping on this gives you an option to uh, to to change some of these these customizations on the app, right? So when you tap on it, you'll see things like location services, contacts, uh, uh, some notifications, um, background app refresh, and things like that. And you can go in and you can control it from the app without having to find each one of these settings located somewhere else in the uh, in the device settings, right? So some of the some of the some of the settings won't show up, right? It, it's only what the app is requesting, right? So if it's an app that doesn't request access to the microphone, then you won't see an, a, a toggle for the microphone there. If it doesn't request access to your settings, uh, I mean to your contacts, you won't see contacts there. But tapping on one um, will give you instant access to be able to toggle that. So if there's a particular app that's annoying you. Rather than going into notifications and, and going in or the app settings and trying to tweak it there, just go to settings, scroll down, look for that app and tap on it. So like me, if you ever ask yourself, well, why does my garage door open and need access to my contacts? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, if it's requesting that it does, then uh, I, I just can't think of a good reason why right. some of these apps, a calculator app or something like that will need access to your contacts other than they want to get it to sell it to someone else, you know what I mean, to, to, to try to make money off of your, your information. So just go and tap on that. You can turn that off there. Again, you can turn off if you don't want it to have access to your microphone, anything that seems out of the ordinary, right? If you install, again, if you install a calculator app and it's saying it needs access to your photos, it doesn't. Turn that off or if, you know, for whatever reason it wants to create a contact or or you know, a, uh, what do you call that? Like your icon or something, your, your avatar, and it needs access to your photos. Well, you can select now which photos right. you want it to have access to. You don't need to give it the, uh, uh, the uh, access to your whole camera roll. Uh, if you don't want an app, for those of us who like to save on data and stuff like that, if you don't have an unlimited plan, if you don't want the app refreshing in the background, you can do stuff like turn that off. Or if you don't want it to use cellular data, uh, you know, at all, you know, again, I, I mentioned last week, uh, you know, my brother, uh, they'll get to send an Instagram links and stuff like that. And before you know it, I'm just scrolling through Instagram and and burning through my cellular data. So you can just turn off an app completely. Uh, things like that. So and these aren't the quote unquote app settings. Right. So if you want the apps to to function a certain way, if you want to change the apps, uh, you know, color scheme or something like that all of those general app settings will still be found in the regular settings on the app so you'll have to app, open the app up go to wherever the settings are located to tweak those settings 
but these are settings that that um that that basically control how the app functions in ios right uh, access again to your camera roll your contacts your your things like that so um again that section is often missed it's just right at the bottom it's just it's just a long list of all of the apps that are installed and you can you can control some of those settings there and uh Look, I, I think my PSA for this is if you probably need to check this on occasion, right? And yeah. just see, one, it'll tell you which apps you may have installed because you may not have all your apps on your home screen. And it may remind you that you downloaded that one app for that one thing and now you don't want it on there anymore. So that's mm -hmm. one thing that'll do. But the, the bigger PSA, I think, on this is I, everybody should be deliberate about their devices. Right. I yes. mean, for the most part, the security stuff that Apple has in place going in by default is just fine. Right. But as far as which apps you're installing and what you're allowing them to do and all of that kind of stuff, you should be deliberate. And when you get a new phone, is a good time to maybe review some of this stuff. I'm not saying set up. In fact, I wouldn't recommend most people set up from scratch. You should restore from backup. Um, your mm -hmm. IT person will thank you for that. But, um, but, Maybe when you get a new phone, if it's every two years, every three years, every four years, that's an opportunity to go through and say, hey, yeah, I want to just going to do a quick check on these. And most people also won't have 500 apps installed um, like Jason and I do either. So it's not going to take that long to just go through and say, yes, I still want that app. And yes, I want it to be able to do those things. And um, it's also okay to turn some of that stuff off and say, yeah, I only use that app like once every two or three months. So I'm going to turn everything off. Because if, if it needs the access to do what you want to do, it's going to ask you for it again. So. So, well, I mean, and that's pretty much it for, for settings. You know, like we said, some, there's still a lot we didn't cover, right? There's still a whole lot of settings in, in, there, in there that we just, we don't have the time to, to just keep constantly going over. A lot of them are just straightforward, right? If it says one thing, it, it, it controls exactly what it's saying. Um, some of the more advanced features, though, could really, you know, if configured wrong, they can really affect your user experience. The good thing, like we mentioned earlier, there's certain levels of reset. So nothing is the end of the world. There's resets where you can just go and reset everything back to the default settings. You can reset notifications back to the default settings. Or you can totally wipe it and start from scratch, right? You can... Don't do uh, that. Uh, just totally. Don't do that unless yeah. <laughs> you're at, unless you are the IT person or the IT person tells you you're going to have to do that. Yeah, yeah. This is that that reset is not for everyone. You you have to really prepare for that because you have to either be restoring from backup or just uh, uh starting from scratch, and you have to be prepared to be able to reconfigure all of this stuff over again. So, and again, like we mentioned, just right out of the box, the phone is absolutely usable. All of the default settings are the defaults for the reason, for a reason, and, and uh, you can really get a lot of experience out of it. But being able to master these settings and, and understand what they control will, will go a long way in, in uh, supporting these devices or just making the whole user experience more friendly. So, but again, so that was all I had for, for this week, Rick. Do you want to talk about next week or do you want to yeah, give just, any more information? I was just thinking about this. Um... So the rumor has it the Apple September event is going to be like the 12th of September. So okay. I was thinking maybe next week you and I would tackle kind of the state of Apple and what we expect going into September and mm -hmm. 
what our plans are like am i gonna buy the 15 pro max and am i really hoping am i really hoping they don't <laughs> make me buy the new ultra you know some of those kinds of things too so what to expect and what not to expect um we should do that either next week or the week after so i'm thinking we'll do it next week um so and do a rumor roundup too we can talk about yeah. some of these rumors that are coming up because a lot of stuff i i you know i i tell you i try to ignore um because a lot of it is, are the same old same old rumors that come out every year the delays the 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 stuff like that the this is not going to be in this phone it's going to be in the next phone and stuff like that so we'll do a rumor roundup yeah. too the other thing i want to talk about i've already put it in the outline for next week i want to talk about apple and disney because that's come back up again. So let's let's not dive into it. But I already feel like Apple or Disney owns my childhood. So I want to yeah. talk about what <laughs> Apple's going to own if they buy Disney of my life. Because yeah. So if you want to hear something about that, because it has come back up again. I've heard a couple of podcasts go in depth on it. Jason and I obviously aren't experts in that area. But I'd like to talk about how it impact us from a consumer. So that might be more than just you know, a 30 second overview, that might be a 10 or 15 minute conversation. And yeah, let's talk about the state of Apple, what we expect and go from there. That'll be next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Look, look forward to that. So guys, like I said, don't forget to stick around for the post show. If you're interested, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of our hobbies and, and the way our businesses are going, some family stuff, things like that. So if you're, if you're interested, just, just stick around to the post show. And uh, that's it, Greg. I I'm still hadn't found a good podcast closing, so you want to close us out this week? Man, I didn't even try and think of one. <laughs> Last week was pretty cool because we got Jason to do the Southern accent, and I hope we didn't offend anyone. But um, Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. Let's not close the podcast. Let's just, we'll just say we're going into the post show and not close the podcast. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Let's just, let's we'll just keep it rolling this week but guys thanks for listening and uh we'll see you in the post show yep thanks everyone all right guys now is the time of the show that we uh we usually talk about uh, more advanced features we usually deep dive on on um more you know give more details on a certain topic or things like that but we rarely get to really catch up on on everything you know i know we do a, a brief little catch-up at the beginning of the show but um greg and i talk all the time and if we can record just our regular conversations i mean really we can have a five-hour show every week with just the, the topics <laughs> yeah. and stuff that we talk about so we really try to you know be conscious of of your guys's time and and uh our time and stuff too greg edits the uh the podcast uh, uh along with his other show so we really try to save time on, on what's recorded but you know, this time I think, I think, like I said, we'll do something different. We'll just leave the uh, leave the the mics recording and and uh, just kind of catch up a little bit to talk about um, just anything, anything that comes up. Greg, you got? Uh, did you get any new tech this week, or or the kids are settled in at college, or what's going on with you? Well, so actually, I know you just came back from a vacation. Yeah, which and- which. Uh, uh, I know you had a lot to catch up on. So and and I was pretty busy last week, so we didn't really you know, talk like we do throughout the day, but how, how's everything going from that? Are you feeling relaxed? You No. So no. I, came, I, I came back and so we came back Tuesday afternoon and, and Karen mm-hmm. went back to school Wednesday 
And the littlest grandkid was so excited to see us that he has basically not left one of the two of us since we got back, which also means that he's spending part of the night sleeping in the middle. And uh, so it took like two days and mentally I was completely exhausted again and already needed a vacation. But the uh, so it's been super crazy Um, and related to tech. So my grandkids while we were gone went to daycare for the first time and um the youngest one will stay in daycare but the two oldest grandkids are started on friday they started head start so early learning um which is a program that utah offers and so they'll both be in preschool and um they're supposed to have been going this week and then the boys got hand mouth and foot which if you know anything about Mm. viruses and kids this won't be the last yeah. time they get it. So yeah. luckily the oldest one only had to miss one day of school. The boys are at my in-laws today because they can't go to daycare and they can't go to school. And yeah. so mom and grandma both need to work and grandpa could not watch them for a whole day by himself. That would just be a recipe for me ending up in a room with padded walls. But, um, <laughs> but I thought it was interesting how much they're using technology to communicate and you know they've got uh when i was talking to my daughter the teacher has a text thread right and so that's how she's mm-hmm. reporting that the kids aren't coming and that's how they said asked that the oldest daughter even though she wasn't showing symptoms stay home one more day just in case and not come yeah. and share and so you know when i think about how technology has just become so absorbed into our lives and how it can make things easier because that kind of communication would never have been possible back in the day, right? The kids wouldn't have showed up to school and then somebody would have made a phone call and said, yep. are the kids coming today, right? To and you don't have to do that. So I found that interesting. And the daycare, for example, has a ring video doorbell on the outside. So that's how they oh, check okay, to cool. see if you're somebody they should let in. And they've got mirrored windows so you can't see into the daycare from outside it and see the kids and remember that daycare in the in houston in the building you know down by the restaurant that was back behind the main stewart building that was down there there was a daycare there and you could just see everything that was going on yeah 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 (laughs) so this is not like that and and they use um codes and all that kind of stuff to be able to release kids and so i just i think about how much tech has helped with safety needs right because our world is so much crazier now and so that's them and uh karen's been fiddling we actually are on our third it should arrive today because she doesn't have a place to put her purse in the school she doesn't have a desk she's an aide and so she spends her time all over the place and so really all she's got is her back pocket which is why she has an iphone 13 mini she's going to be sad when it dies because then she's going to have to go up a size (laughs) And not going to fit as well, but we bought just a, uh, an Amazon MagSafe wallet, but her case was so thick that it wouldn't stay on, so it kept falling off, and we were worried that it was just going to mm-hmm. fall off and lose. And so then we bought a, a silicone case that um, we thought would work, but then you can't slide the cards out because it's got a ridge for the camera yes. bump. And so today coming is more of a full wallet case, the kind that folds over, right? And what it'll allow her to do is just put the cards, so her her driver's license, the main credit card we Mm -hmm. use, her Temple Recommend, and um, um, but that kind of stuff they'll, um, that she'll 
keeping that, and then she doesn't have to worry about a purse. Because she and my daughter also do car swapping now. Daughter drops kid off at daycare, then swaps car with grandma because grandma goes in first. But grandma's the one picking the kids up. Anyway, so it's this whole thing. So, you know, good that Amazon so she can keep has that stuff with her. Yeah, so it'll just slide into a purse back and forth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so there's that, and um, and then for Wyatt, you know, he took my old MacBook Pro, um, which mm-hmm. he's been fine with, and then yesterday he told me I got to buy a calculator, Dad, because he's got chemistry <laughs> and math, and they won't let him do it on their phones in the testing center. So you have to actually have the calculators oh, okay. to be able you to do to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he you can't Google on a calculator. Nope. But he <laughs> he te- so he took an Apple TV. He took his PlayStation Five and Apple TV the TV he had downstairs. And then he texted me the other day and said, hey, it's not letting me download apps onto the Apple TV. It wanted my Apple ID and password. And so then he had to go in, remove me as the default user on that Apple TV and put himself. And now it's, it's okay. good to go. And then while I was looking at that, um, I also had to look at the limits on his Apple card because when he was uh, younger, I could control how much he could spend on that Apple card, purchase size, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Super easy. So I had to go fix that because he was trying to pay his rent for a whole semester and it was rejecting because it was over his limit. And and then the last yeah. thing I noticed is that I still had a bunch of his screen time restrictions and stuff on. He had like a four hour entertainment limit or something like that. And I said, do you want me to remove all of that kind of stuff? I mean, he's at college now. He needs to be managing this yeah. stuff. So, I mean, those are just some of the things that if you set all that stuff up for your kids, when they go to college, you got to think about a few of those things and say, okay, as much as I don't want to give up some of these restrictions, maybe it's probably time for me to, to do so yeah. and let them do their own thing. So that's, you know, from a tech standpoint, that's kind of what we've been, been focusing on. And then I... And it I, kind of falls in line with the, with the show too. Like you were saying, yeah. you know, some of these settings and stuff, it's a good idea to go in and just regularly check these things because there's no, you know, kind of set it and forget it. You know, like like the the infomercial used to say, you know, some of these settings you had set for for your son for years, and now you're having to go back and revisit and tweak things as he's gotten older, and and you know some of those things you're shifting to his responsibilities and stuff. So, yeah, I mean that's that just falls in line with what we're saying. Just you have to keep constantly, you know, staying up on the new settings too. Whenever iOS comes out, a new version comes out, they shift things around, they move things around, and rename certain settings and stuff so yeah this is just it's something you constantly have to stay on top of you know yeah and then he bought um then he needed a backpack because he needed one that had a a spot for his laptop right and yeah um and then he wanted the backpack he bought and he just bought one off of amazon i told him i said maybe look for one that's college branded and he's like "Eh, i'm only going to be here two years Uh, i just want a generic one but he's also super picky about how he spends his money. But it had a spot for a, a a portable battery charger and the cable to come out so that you could charge your phone. Oh, cool! Super easy. Yeah. And so that's when we had the conversation. So he ended up buying a Anchor twenty thousand uh, milliamp hour or whatever they're called, right? Watt hour, whatever okay. it is. So it'll probably recharge his yeah. phone like six times. And um, so he's got that, and then he had to buy a USB C to Lightning cable. Cause it's USB-C and which is fine mm-hmm. too. So he's actually coming back today cause he forgot on Amazon to set the address to his new one. And the way I had him <laughs> so set up on Amazon. Yeah. But he's coming back. And then it's funny cause we had his favorite dinner on Sunday 
and he wasn't here, and so we saved him some. So he's taking okay, a couple of Tupperware good. dishes, you know, back with him tonight that of stuff he wants. So, you know, that's yeah. kind of, you know, if I put the business aside, that's kind of where we're at right now from a from a personal standpoint. And my house is completely silent right now. The Wyatt's not home, so he's not coming in and out of stuff, and the kids are off. And yeah. so the nice thing is that means when I get done, I am not editing up here at my desk, right? I'll go sit down yeah, in another room or back to your backyard yeah or go out to the backyard and and because it's actually only going to get to be like 72 here today so it's supposed nice. to be super nice so anyway yeah. yeah that's that's perfect that's perfect uh weather conditions for for me so we uh it actually cooled down on sunday <laughs> me and me and one of my uh, vendor friends were joking like it cooled down from 105 to like 98 so <laughs> we were like this is a nice little cold front that we're having. Jeez. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, uh it's been it's been pretty rough. It's it's been pretty rough. But did yeah, you get your, yeah, did your kids go back yet? Did you get your kids back to school they, yet? They did, they did, and and uh you know, we, we actually took some of the tips that Karen and my and uh my sister in law gave and uh which, and my wife too, you know, she she when I met her she was uh she was an aide at, at my, my oldest son's school. So a lot of these tips she was, uh, you know, already familiar with. So we started getting them adjusted to their time, their sleeping schedule uh, a few weeks early, uh, their eating schedule, things like that. So, um, so yeah, we actually use a lot of those tips. And um, they adjusted pretty good. They went to back to school on a Thursday, which was weird. Um, but I, I think that kind of helped them adjust, right? They were already on a sleeping schedule. We maintained that schedule through the weekend. And uh, Monday morning, by the time they got their full weekend of school, they both adjusted really good, and they're they're actually liking the school. Uh, one of the things that um, would worry me so much with my daughter was that she hated school so early. You know what I mean? It it was kind of worrying because you know they all go through it. You know, by the time they're in middle school, which my son is loving it, but we're used to kids saying, "Oh, I just don't want to go." They're dragging out of bed in the morning, and. Uh, at the school she was at last year, um, and it was it was one of those public schools, but it was the uh, the charter schools, right? Um, I'm, I'm not going to trash the school, so I won't mention the name. But being at that charter school, we noticed from her going going from regular Aldine ISD district elementary to the charter school, it was every day was just a struggle to get her into school. She just didn't like it. She didn't like the teachers. She didn't like her classmates. And uh, this year is different. So it was a huge relief because she actually now she she rides the school bus. It, it uh, I, you know, I have to walk down to the to the end of the street, which we're the third house down from the street. She jumps off of the bus and she runs and she gives me a big hug every day. And it's such a relief that now she's actually enjoying school. You know what I mean? I was a little worried that, um, you know, before high school, you know, to hate school, is it's kind of yeah. it's kind of troublesome. So. Uh, she's loving it. She's she adjusted really good. Uh, uh, my son, he's uh, playing football. They didn't have a football program too at, uh, which is kind of a necessity here in Texas. Yeah, you learn a foreign language. That, that's the, what are they? The only school that doesn't have a football program in Texas in the whole yeah. state. Yeah. yeah. So so he's uh, uh he's actually playing football and he's loving it too. He, he's loving it now. He played little league football. Uh, just nothing so structured as as playing for you know the school district and uh, he's loving that. Um, uh, yeah, they they adjusted pretty good and and uh, things are things are going, running pretty smoothly. You know, I would I would say I'm I'm impressed with my wife how how 
they all fell back into, you know, things moving like clockwork, you know, uh, in this verse. And that freed up a lot of time for me to, to actually focus on, you know, the new uh, party services that we're, right. we were rolling out and to catch up with my weekly. We added some more weekly uh, uh, markets and stuff during the week, which really takes away a lot of my free time during the week that I'm used to, you know, used to having a little extra time. So we've been doing regular Thursday and, and uh, added some Friday markets and things like that. So. So tell me, uh, so two sides. What are the dad issued tech that your kids are using, and then what has the school issued them? So they hadn't got any tech from the school, which is which is surprising. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, they usually get netbooks, or yeah, the 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 little netbooks or whatever, the, the Google, you know, Chromebooks. Uh, uh, netbook chromebooks chromebooks they usually get those chromebooks but i'm thinking they're they're shifting back to a, a lot more paper a, a lot wow. more uh, when they're doing their homework now they're they're switching and maybe there's some budget issues you know i hadn't attended any meetings or anything like that but yeah they usually day one come back with with chromebooks and uh they they hadn't this year so um i'm sure they have tech at the school that they probably leave or they probably share and i remember too um after after covid after when, when the kids started going back there was a lot more sharing devices um leaving them in the classroom having profiles set up on the device and stuff like that and them logging in and out and leaving those devices so um yeah yeah really weird to you know to go from my my kindergartner coming home with a big it was like a 15 inch <laughs> windows pc i'm like look at this little baby and they issue her this big this big laptop you know, to nothing at all, you know, huh. and it's weird. And they have their own personal devices that they uh, do their homework and stuff on. But, yeah, I remember my daughter lugging that big laptop around. <laughs> it's so weird. But, uh, so yeah, they both no, have, so I don't really have to support. They both have phones. Do yes. they both have well, phones? No, my daughter does it. She, okay. she has only her iPad and, and, the, uh, and the watch, which is not paired to anything. It's just the, uh, just the watch. And, but my son has a phone and my old MacBook Air. And he has a Windows uh, a PC. After one of the school years, they were like, just keep it. He has one of those, too, which doesn't get any use out of it. But, um, but yeah, so he has uh, an iPad Air and uh, his, uh, his phone. Okay. So, so I will tell you a tech issue that I've ran into since they've been back in school. And it's something that I just hadn't had time to, to go in and adjust. I'm pretty sure I'd need to call support or something like that. But the school... You know, the first week of announcements, they're saying the, the bus barn is contacting you saying the, the, the pickup time has changed, the drop off time has changed. All of the teachers are contacting you. Have this, have that. These are the supplies. This meeting's coming up. They're preparing for a school trip already. So they're constantly. So, and the, the, the superintendent of the district, this is her, uh, she's a new superintendent and she has a weekly newsletter that comes out. So now I'm getting a text message saying, check your email. <laughs> so they send the email then they have a phone call and then remember my google voice transcribes the message so i'm getting a separate message with the message transcription so i'm getting all of these contacts about the same thing and i just think it's so annoying to call someone to say check your email so i need to go in and adjust my notification settings because i'm getting it now for two students so four calls from him equals four calls from her yeah. Equals four emails, four text messages, four. So everything is eight of, of each one. 
and about whatever issue is that's that's going on and uh it, it's getting pretty annoying so the school is already on the ignore list <laughs> yeah we had i would get text messages and for some reason i was the one getting them not my wife and she's a district employee so that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me so yeah but yeah, i would get the text weird. message that said hey there's something in your email but i was and that was fine because they weren't calling or doing anything of that and i would just get the text but they were also using it for things like hey there's we're in lockdown for this reason because we've had, yes. you know, even this small town, we've had a few of those kinds of things happen. So um, it's usually not for threats around here. You know, really weird last year we had, um, there were multiple threats across the state all at the same time. And okay. so all of the schools just went into, you know, lockdown, yeah. lockdown mode and stuff like that. So it's unfortunate that, that we have to deal with that, but. So did you uh did you launch the uh event services division yet? Did you have that opening? Not yet. So they pushed back the grand opening for the store, which was I was okay with because that that bought me some more time to make some last minute adjustments. We still hadn't got the website and all of that stuff going and and uh uh yeah, yeah. So it's delayed, but her delay was was a, a blessing to me too. So it it bought us some more time to 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 do some some last minute changes, also too to catch up on what we need to be uh, what we need to be doing on our end. So it's still ready. I'm actually going to the store today. We're, we're, I think we're going to film like a little quick like promo video or something. Like, hey, we got some big news coming soon. And uh, yeah, no, other than that, it'll be all just the back end stuff and all of that. I'll have the equipment and everything dropped off and stuff like that. So it's it's coming. Um, but yeah, from from the business side, it's it's been a rough two weeks, the last two weeks, and I think it was because of the back to school. Uh, a lot of people still getting their last minute vacations, uh, a, a last last minute school shopping, and things like that. So not much, uh, not much in the budget to go and buy popcorn and snacks and things like that, or even go out because there were there yeah. was still a, a lot of events that we were expecting a lot of families and children to to be at that they just didn't show up for. Um, one of the main spots is I told you Discovery Green downtown. It's like our Central Park here in, in, in Houston. Well, they had some safety issues at the playground, so they had the whole playground shut down for renovations. So that that that's keeping the families away. Um they usually have an ice skating rink or a um regular roller skating rink and uh that's shut down and things like that. So so numbers were really down for the last two weeks and uh um it's it's we're used to it, you know. We kind of, we kind of cut on spending. We kind of save, because not just because of the slow sales, but because it's hurricane season. And hurricane season, um, will sometimes we'll get rained out weeks at a time, right? And we still have to be able to pay our salary and stuff like that. So we adjust because of that. So just as a, um, uh, you know, j just as a as a precaution to prepare for that and and as a side effect from that you know when numbers are down and sales are down we still be able to uh the company will still be able to function and stuff uh, uh because of it so so things are still going good although you know sales have been slow but uh yeah we're still we're still chugging along so we still got a few announcements that that are coming out a few big changes that we're going to make that we're excited about and uh, uh Oh, and also too, we're hiring. We're gonna hire one more uh, contractor too, to uh, to get us through the uh, the holiday season. So we're gonna be looking for some holiday help coming up. 
So I, I ask this every year, are you going to do the rodeo? So, <laughs> so we, we should be getting prepared for that now. I think capacity-wise, we'll be ready for it next year. Um, we hadn't gone through the, the steps of getting registered and things like that. So the crazy thing is, I think I mentioned too the last time you asked me, there hadn't been any kettle corn people there. There have been vendors selling kettle corn, but they also sold like, like tacos or, or something else, and kettle corn was just an addition onto them. Well, this was the first year that they actually had a kettle corn person there. And uh seemed like he did, he did pretty good. You know, we kind of, we, when we, whenever we went, because, you know, when the rodeo's here, we're back and forth to the rodeo for whatever reason. If we're at the carnival or the livestock show or something, we'll go a couple of times a year or a concert or something like that, and we'll walk by and check him out. Or we'll just look around in the crowd to see who's holding the, his bag of kettle corn and stuff. And it seemed like he did pretty good. Um, and, you know, not that, you know, we're afraid of any competition or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I think, I think we can do justice to the, uh, the, the, the rodeo. I think uh, uh, having our brand of popcorn up there. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to move forward on that pretty soon. All right. I, think we'll, I think we'll be ready for it. Well, if you decide you need temporary help, I think Dustin will still be around. So, yes, yes, I, I, I'll have to remember that too because yeah, I remember you, you told me before. So and yeah, also too, if he wants to work too during the during the winter months or you know during the fall season or something, if he wants a little, a little extra you know income or something, send him my way. Yeah, he thinks he's gonna be good, so he thinks he's got more lessons and stuff lined up this time, yeah. which is yeah. you know which aligns with what he wants to do. So I don't even know what but he's doing. But if I doing. find myself in a bind, yeah, I'll reach I'm out to him. reach out to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is. So last year, well, the year he came back from his mission, ride, I had to completely outfit him for college again yes. from tech because he didn't have any tech left over from two years before. So that was iPad Pro and keyboard and brand new phone yeah. and brand new Apple Watch. So that was a really expensive outfitting. For college, but this year I don't even know when he started. But I saw a post from one of his buddies the other day on Instagram that said they had worked out on the first day of classes. So apparently they've started. So you yeah. know, so he better have. So. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. So, what about? So we we mentioned on here too. We were going to talk about our hobbies real quick, and I just hadn't had time to. You know, I did get in some gaming last week for like a day. You know, I, I did a few hours of some some things that uh, I didn't finish up. But um, I get your notifications whenever you finish your, your, your bike ride. And it seems like you've been hitting it heavy the last, well, the last couple of weeks. I was on vacation, right? And I was up in the mountain where I had all of those trails. Yeah. And, you know, I've actually right, right. so far since we've come back, I haven't pulled my regular mountain bike out and i wasn't in as good a shape as i wanted to be when i was up on the mountain so i didn't get to do some of that you didn't get a notification for a 20 mile ride that's on my list right to start up at the top and come down and go up over another hill and into this whole other area where i ride and so i missed out on a couple of the rides the one ride i missed out on i was just worried that there's no outs right so it's like 11 miles and you either get out in the first two or you're mm -hmm. stuck until the end. And <laughs> yeah. Dustin and I actually, last time Dustin rode that with me, we got down, we had about three miles left and he blew tires and couldn't 
ride anymore. Oh, so we wow. ended up walking our bikes out after that. And that was horrible. So I didn't go up and do that kind of stuff, but I have to, um, for a while there, before we left on vacation, I was actually doing two workouts a day. I was going and doing a morning workout. And then in the afternoon, my grandkids are now, we've got one of those little carts that you hook onto, I can hook onto my wife's e-bike. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen and them. so we stick two of them in there and I go ride them around and then one will switch out and the smallest one stays in there forever. He will not get out. So, um, but I do that and then I'll hop on mine and go for a little ride on the e-bike. So I've been trying to do some of that and, um, but I haven't done my regular mountain bike cause I was out, um, checking something and I was out without shoes on and I stepped on a bush stump that I had cut when we first moved into this house that's never grown, mm. but still just sitting yeah. there. And so I have this massive bruise on my foot. Um, oh, and so yeah. pushing on that part of my foot on a heavy mountain bike ride just doesn't work. So I want to get back out. Hopefully I'll maybe Thursday, which is my day. I usually try and go somewhere and do a real ride. I might go up mm -hmm. and try and do a mountain ride somewhere or something like that. But I've been taking that e-bike out just, uh, okay. Just a ton. And talk about tech. I mean, I had a, the, uh, my cousin who was my mom's physician when she passed away, um, mm -hmm. you know, sent me a message and said, Hey, I want to buy my husband an e-bike for his birthday this month. And so, you know, you know how thorough I am about stuff. So about 30 texts later, she had all kinds of information <laughs> of stuff she needed to go through so she could <laughs> yeah. decide what she wanted to do. And so, yeah. I'll get out on the bike. Um, as soon as we're done recording, even before I edit and before I eat lunch, I'll probably, I did a walk yesterday. I'll probably go for a hop on the e-bike today, or maybe I'll do another walk or something like that. It's so nice out right now that yeah, got to do that. So yeah, I'll stick with that from a hobby standpoint. And Karen and I are, I mean, we're struggling right now to figure out what our next steps are. So I want to transition my business away from, um, away from the consulting. I've got a great client right now and I'm I've got a couple more meetings this week to potentially have some more, but it's just and I talk about this more on Leaders Lift, but I'm just at this career transition point. Like you were when you said if I had known that I could make good money doing popcorn, yes. I would have done it forever ago and I'm just yeah. so into outdoors and I've only got, I mean for the kind of stuff I like to do, um I mean, I'm already starting to feel a little bit of my age when I go out on some of these mountain bike rides, which is why the mm -hmm. e-bikes are going to be great. But I've only got a certain number of years left where I'm really going to be able to do this kind of stuff. And so we're yeah. trying to figure out how we transition and turn these things that we're super passionate about that we enjoy into the business. And um, mostly uh, I want to do like RV servicing. Right, so I yes. want to go get certified to repair and I'll probably offer things like detailing and, you know, a whole bunch of other inspections and some of that kind of stuff. But I was watching, so you'll appreciate this. I know we're running really long here, but I'll try and make it short. But I was watching one of the couples that I follow yesterday and they were in the Denver, Colorado area, right? So mm -hmm. massive metropolitan area, but also you've got uh, Colorado Springs close, which has got Pikes Peak and all of this outdoors kind of stuff there. And they were having a problem with their RV and they found 20 mobile RV technicians mm -hmm. and none of them wanted to come do the work or none of them could get to it. 
And then they finally found one that could get to it. And they came out and did diagnosis, which was when they told me how much they charged just to come out and diagnose the issue. I was like, I I want that job. Um, But then seven days went by and they didn't hear from them. And then trying to figure out, because they're trying to do warranty work, which is always more complicated, right? And all of this kind of stuff. And so you know how customer service oriented I am. Right. And all of the training that I did on customer service in our organizations that we worked in, and I subscribe to Apple and Lego stores philosophies around how you do Mm -hmm. good customer service. And so I just have this in my head that if I could get it started, it won't be the actual work that I build the business on. Right. It'll be the that customer service that we're going to be we're going to be better than going to a dealer for service one we're going to be more convenient but two you're going to get better service and you're going to get better customer service and we're not going to let you fall through the cracks and you know a whole bunch of that kind of stuff and so when i think about setting up the business to do that you know how excited i get about that aspect of it because yeah. this is going to tie in everything i love right leadership to lead the business customer mm-hmm. service which i'm super passionate about and rvs and outdoors and all of this kind of stuff And the one thing that I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the one thing that I think you get out of selling popcorn, which is it's more tangible than all of the other stuff that we've done in the past, right? I mean, yes, you could see that you solved somebody's problem. Yes, I can wrap up a project from a consulting standpoint. But when you go in and fix, right, uh, a problem Mm -hmm. on an RV, you know it's done. Or when you yes. sell a bag of popcorn to a little kid and you just see their eyes just light up yep. as they run away, right? <laughs> and so that's the kind of thing that I'm hoping to do. So I'm sure we're going to talk about that a whole bunch more. I won't go into it a ton, but I'm trying yeah. to figure out how to get from here to there. And this is a pretty major transition for me. And yeah. that's so pretty scary. I know. Yeah. And I read, and I actually wrote this down. This will probably be. So Leaders Lift this week is on uh, letting other people help you. So a, a coworker of ours in Tennessee, who I will not name, but you know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she and I were talking about the episode I was trying to release this week, which is about what to do when things get hard. Yeah. And it's not going to be your traditional power through it, rub some dirt on it like your dad told you kind of thing, right? This is more about <laughs> knowing when it's time to transition or when it's time to quit even. But anyway, I was having a hard time doing that, and I mentioned that. And she gave me some really good pointers and it helped me wrap my arms and head around it better. And then I realized I've been talking in Leaders Lift about helping others and lifting others. And I haven't talked about how sometimes we need help. Right. And so that's what I'll release this week. Next week, I'll probably do the things get hard episode if I can kind of work it out. I think it's an important enough episode. I don't want to just slam it in there. Yes. But, um, you know, this concept of transitioning and uh, all that kind of stuff is probably another topic that I need to that I need to talk about as well. And I had a different thing in mind, and now I can't remember what it was. can't remember how I got down that thread. So that's how my yeah. brain works. Well, we're, we were talking about, you know, customer service and, and <clears throat> you know, it's about connecting with people. And, yeah, that's, that's one of the big things that, you know, yes, I'm selling popcorn. And it's crazy because we have this running joke in my family. My wife and my son, they get so frustrated because I'm so customer service, customer oriented, right? 
I'll sell someone a bag of popcorn. But if they're regular, I would actually go out of the tent and, and talk with them and, and stand and, you know, how's the family? Hey, you told me this was going on. How is that going? And whatever. And it's, it's more than just selling popcorn with me. It's about connecting with, with people. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what we learned. You know, customer service is a skill, you know, just like, just like everything else. It's not just saying hello and goodbye and thanks for your purchase and all of that. It's more to it than that. And yeah, I, I, it's, it's, you know, the stories that I've learned from people and, and, you know, not just regulars, like people just come up and they just tell me about some experience that they had with popcorn or uh, with their love of movies or growing up or recipes or flavors or something like that. And yeah, that, that's all, all part of it. It's just connecting with people. So yeah, you know, yes, you will be fixing their RV or fixing whatever problem they have, but you know, I, I know you, it's, it's about connecting with people yeah. and, and, yeah, that's 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 an awesome thing about it. So, which is yeah, really funny because to... I'm an introvert, right? I mean, that's yeah. the and it, and <laughs> I used to be way worse than I am yeah. now, but and I, now I'm more in the middle and I can move between introvert and extrovert. But I still recharge my batteries like an introvert yeah. does when I'm not around people. But I think that's part of why I think I struggle with this consulting business a little bit is. I just don't have enough connection. And yeah. that was part of what I talked about in this week's episode about allowing people to help you is that none of us can do this on our own. None of us can meet our fullest potential by ourselves. So anyway. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we are running a little long and I think that's a good place to, to, to cut it off. Unless you, unless you have anything else you wanted to. Nope. I think that's about. good. Thanks for listening to us okay. ramble on. So, yeah, yeah, guys, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week where we talk about Apple. Yeah, let's talk about rumor Apple. roundup, rumor mill, what to expect, new yep. devices, uh, all of that stuff. So, we'll see okay. you then. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you.